Daniel Dubois walked to the ring like a man with the weight of the world on his shoulders. He left it looking like the happiest man on the planet. Six months after losing to Joe Joyce, the heavyweight prospect stopped Bogdan Dinu in just the second round to re-establish himself as a contender. This is After the Bell, Mirror Fighting's boxing show with me, Martin Dominic, with Barry Jones and with Declan Taylor. And I have to point out, we moan a lot about the late night events we've covered. So we should say that it is 14 minutes past 10. The main event finished, I think, at two minutes past 10. It's, uh, it's incredible. I mean, we're not complaining. We hope this is the start. Whoa, 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 whoa. We will complain. This is boxing. We will find something to complain about. I think I'm thinking now, well, I, I complained about there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> You're too right. You're too right. But let's see how long we, we can last. Barry, we all know what happened last November uh, with Joe Joyce, with, with Daniel Dubois. Before we come to the fight itself or, or, or the knockout itself, what did you want to see from Daniel Dubois tonight in his first fight back? And did you see it? Um, yes, I did see it, and it was confidence in, in his in himself. You know, you do, you just don't know how someone's going to react when they you know when they've been seriously hurt or they or they quit or whatever that whatever the, the the things were thrown at him. That it, it, it and boxing is such a confident sport. Whether you're a destroyer or a, or a dancer, that you have to believe in yourself. And if there's any doubt to you in 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 your ability or your makeup, then you'll take that into the ring view and it will show. And it didn't seem to be that way tonight. He looked full of confidence. He went aggressive. And that's what I wanted to see, and that's exactly what what he did against a guy who is not world level, but is decent enough to give you a test if 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 there's any cracks in your makeup. And I don't think I don't think Daniel showed that at all tonight. It was a decent test, Declan, wasn't it? Coming off the back of, of that defeat, Dino had only lost to Jarrell Miller and Kubrat Pulev. And, and listen, there was obviously no reason Dubois would lose his power in those six months. But as Barry said, that comfort, the lack of confidence could translate into to being gun-shy or, or whatever, but there was no no problems in the four, well, less than four minutes that he was in the ring. There weren't any problems, but i got to say, um, well, yeah, in four minutes, I did think he looked very, very tense indeed. And he had some success in the first round, but like he's, he's never been that fluid as a heavyweight, obviously, just based on the size of him. But I did think there was some tension, and that's to be expected, I think. Now I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to look like in his next fight, and whether that is something that they need to address. I think Shane McGuigan's a great coach for that. That that they'll they'll talk to it. It will talk to him, and they'll they'll think about things. And it's not just like come in, do your drills, do you know, do your sparring, go home again. They're gonna. I think he's a perfect person to try and nurture him. Um, and I, yeah, because I do think there's still this is going to do him the world of good. But I do think there'll be more of a hangover. I don't think it's like right job done now. It's like it never happened. I do think it's something that will linger a bit longer, but. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I really do think that Dino's decent. He was a perfect opponent for this because he was like he's not a massive puncher and he's also clearly vulnerable. You only have to look at the way he got stopped against Miller and, and uh, Pulev. I didn't think it would be that quick. I thought it would be early because, to be honest, I thought Dubois was going to be that nervous that he's just desperately trying to take him out. But I think he made a little adjustment in the second round and it paid off straight away. So jobs are good, and, but more you know obviously it goes without saying tougher tests and more questions need to be answered in the next 12 18 months i did see something in the first round where, when he was coming forward dubai he just got clipped with the little left hand it was nothing yeah. major but you did see him back up really quick 
And it, well, I don't think it's massive panic in the group. I just think that you know that was the first time he's sort of been hit since the the Joyce fight. You know, in obviously in a competitive action, and he did back up, which is not always a bad thing. But then because you know, you're looking for things, and you think, yeah, am I over analysing that? Now? Is that a, is is that a little bit of a he's worried about getting caught about the damage or whether he can absorb a shot? But it wasn't to be a factor in the fight, luckily for him. He's only 22 as well. He's only 22, like, or 22, 23, barely had any fights, really. He's a total baby. So you should be expecting things like that. But I thought it was, um, I don't know. I think it's still, we need to be, still be cautious with him. I mean, I can hear fireworks going off in someone's back garden. So someone's happy with the result. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that must be Dubois' after party. <laughs> be, be quite the day for the Dubois family earlier Caroline qualified for the Olympics uh, another successful day for Team GB but back to, to Daniel Dick mentioned Shane McGuigan of course he had a brief very brief spell with, with Mark Tibbs having parted company with Martin Bowers that's been a very short space of time that, that Daniel's had to work with Shane Barry and you know you talked about the next year uh, is that a good partnership do you think from, from what you know yeah, I think sometimes it's it's just it's just a different voice telling you the same things can be different sometimes. You know, things get stale or you know when things don't work out then there's a frustration with, with both the trader and, and the and the fighter and you just need a bit of a freshener. But it's, it's not always a an issue. I don't know whether there has been with you no know, with with the Bowers and, and and him, but I think Shane McGuigan, a bit like a bit like the Bowers and a bit and a bit like Mark Tibbs. Sort of just work on the simple things. I don't think they'll try and overcomplicate the sport. I think we're in a in a generation now where trainers know are more seem more intelligent than before, but they're always trying to be too clever at times. I feel trying to look for you know trying to make boxing more complicated than it is, and that's really just to make yourself look cleverer. We do it as pundits, and I think I said that already before. But I think they, I think McGuigan's one of those trainers who just keep things simple. Because it is quite simple, especially for heavyweights. If you do the basics really well, you're a world-class heavyweight. That's the difference because of the power and keeping your shape is more important in that weight because you can't get away with mistakes. Because a mistake will, will most of the time get you knocked out. So for someone like Daniel, who doesn't have, um, as, as sort of Declan's already alluded to, doesn't really have a massive mobility. You know, he's quite, you know what he's going to be. He's quite rigid. So he needs to do the basics very well. I think Shane McGuigan, like he was with the Coley, I think they're perfect for throwing the straight jab. You don't throw anything until that jab hits the target. Then you follow through with the right hand. I think Shane gets you turning from the core, gets you bringing that back hip forwards when you throw the right, the back hand, the right hand, and transferring the weight. It makes you nice and clean and everything's crisp. And and we've seen a lovely right hand there to finish the fight. So I think, yeah, I think it will be a good partnership. Until, until it's not. And then you move on to an next trainer. And that's a, and that's just the way the sport is, I'm afraid. And, but but ultimately, trainers are worth waiting goal. But you, are, the most important thing, the fighter makes the trainer. If you haven't got talent, then then it doesn't matter how good your trainer is, he's not going to make you a great fighter. But you have to be happy with who you're with. And if a, if a good if a talented fighter is happy, then he's successful. And that and, and so is the partnership with the trainer. I do think there's a couple of things to be mentioned there. Is that he boxed for. As a junior, anyway, basically just about every of every one of the top clubs in London. He moved around a lot, um, and it's going to be interesting to see if that happens as a pro. Um, you know, whether as soon as he loses, he moves, loses, moves. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Also, really interesting to see how this relationship develops, based considering the fact that 
you know, he's he's promoted by Frank Warren and he's trained by Shane McGuigan and he's managed by Martin Bowers, Martin and Tony Bowers still. So there's sort of three things going on now. I'm interested to see how that all works in the shakeup because he was initially with Mark Tibbs and that didn't work straight away. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens there over the next six months. I hope it's something that is there's a good synergy there, but it seems like there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on there. So let's let's see. I mean, the first hurdle is cleared, but this is just a start. But also, isn't that just a traditional? Oh, it's just, oh no, 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 trainers are not no, your manager, and I think that's a yeah. seems like a, yeah. it seems like that's a great idea, but I think it's not because. You can't change your trainer because he's your manager. You know, I, mean, yeah. I know Daniel's done it, but it's very hard to do that. You know, if you, if everything under one roof sounds fantastic, except your options are limited, where you know you can't put. You know, I think that relationship with the trainer and a fighter is a special bond, and if he's your manager as well. I think you no, know, yes, they should get the more money. I feel the trainers they should get twenty five percent, and the managers should get ten percent. I feel, but because they're with you all the time doing all the work, and they more often than not. Will okay the fight that the managers made anyway, for the most part, especially early early in your career, for sure. But still, I think let the manager do his job, the trainer does his job, and and then they, I think that's you know, traditionally that has been the most successful route. And you know, and the, and the promoter's not your not your manager, or the you know, the, the manager's not part of the promotional team, and that I think that helps as well. Mm. So so I think I think it's a good thing. I think you got you got three different people there all looking. I know it's more money potentially but you've got three people there just doing one job each and i think it simplifies it and then and all and all shame mcguigan has to do is worry about getting daniel right not worrying about making a fight or arguing over percentages of money and this money for that and you no know, route to the top you just got to get his fight ready when they have a date and i think that's that makes his job easier and, make, and i think ultimately with that will make their partnership more successful I'm going to gloss over the fact that Daniel Dubois is technically now the WBA interim heavyweight <laughs> world champion. <laughs> Even just saying it sounds ludicrous. Um, if I was feeling mean, I would ask you both. That's what the fireworks are for. <laughs> Excuse, me. Excuse me. Does he get a belt? Oh yeah. For that. So it's just great, isn't it? So guys, I got so we got we got five WBA got five champions as heavyweight. Claiming to be have, have a piece of the world title. You've got Anthony Joshua, who's actually the real one. Trevor Bryan, who's the world, who's the world champion, but not the regular world champion, whatever that means. Robert Hellenius, who's the gold champion. <laughs> Manuel Charles. What's Manuel Charles? What's he? Uh, in recess. Oh, no, he's the regular. He, oh. He's recess. Is he? No, he's regular. What's, what's Trevor Bryan then? What's he? There you go, five. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. Listen, when people who, who when people who, who live and breathe and work in boxing can't figure it out, what's the what what, what does that do? You know, people complain there's four organisations, and that's that's four. That's too many. Of course, it is. You know, I'm you know, even look at people like me who won the one people champion one four world organisations. We all still complain about it, but now you've got organisations having their own four five versions of the world title. It's just bizarre. So we're saying he's got another 18 months, and he's saying himself, oh, I want to get more, a bit more development. We mentioned, we mentioned last week about, um, who was it? Was it Jamel Herring, maybe? No, Haney. Hey, Devin, Devin Haney, well, he needs a, a few more learning fights, and you were spot on, you were correct. Yeah. He's a world champion. Like, it's just, just bizarre. You know, you get it too quick, yes, it's your own fault, you're there. But, like, 
it's a, you, were gen, you were genuinely serious, and you were, and we were all agreeing with you until we think, hang on a minute, he's the but world he's champion. The, he's the world champion, but he's but he's not but he's not elite, yeah. No, world the world championship. See, I knew he'd fight him in the morning, Bob. I'm so happy. <laughs> I knew it. Martin, Martin, making out this is going to be a really happy podcast. <laughs> and and him being Scottish as well. Shame on you, Martin. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, maybe maybe the answer to this is, is just no. But given that Alexander Usyk is probably going to fight Anthony Joshua, who's put Joe Joyce on the sidelines for a little bit longer, is it beyond the realms of possibility that maybe early next year? Daniel Dubois fights one of the aforementioned sort of WBA champions and technically becomes a heavyweight champion before Joe Joyce. Well, he's not going to fight Joshua, is he? So it don't it don't count. Okay. What Joshua gives you? No, you can see you can see I, you if you see in the end you're just going oh you know I don't care what all about so what 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 if Fury gets beaten and then is Wilder. And then also being that massive unification, which is still, you still want that. But the whole thing about the Fury Joshua thing, everything has to be a little bit muddled and not so, so um, a beautiful story like it originally was. So it's just, you're not so concerned about having all the belts all of a sudden. And, and if you could say he relinquishes the WBO and doesn't want to fight music for whatever reason, no, they can't do a deal, then why not get rid of the WBA? If, if they're asking to fight someone like, Bear Bryant or Manuel Chad, what's the point in that? That's not even a fight for, for Anthony Joshua. So you know, he, he moves on. So the the, the, the biggest um, tragedy in all this, this build-up with Daniel Dubois is we've all spoken about Daniel Dubois. Joe Joyce won that fight, that massive yeah. British, all British, you know, the British title fight, heavy title fight, the Lennox Lewis, you know, um, sort of... Um, Massive fight we, we, we were talking about where when you won the British title, you know that, and and it just, you know, the winner goes on to great things. Well, the winner did his job, and he sat on the sidelines. No one talks about. Him. By the way, the Olympic silver medalist, and and no one talks about. Him. It's just absolutely ludicrous. And yeah. That, if, if you'd said back then that we'd be seeing Dubois out first before Joyce, Dubois' eye hanging off, and Joe Joyce the winner. Fresh as a daisy, and we're here now, and he's out for it's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely mental. Like I just want to see, want to see Joyce back in a big one. But it, it's weird. It's something the ball too back, and he's young, and you just think that he has so much promise that, that you just think you know that he is the one to push it forward. I don't know why. Is it because you know Joyce is just not not you know, artistic enough? You know his personality is he's he's, he's a lovely kid. He doesn't come across great. His style's not not pleasing enough. I don't know what it is, but you know, he's just something, something there. He doesn't excite people. I mean, it's good to watch when he fights, but the whole just package with him doesn't excite people for whatever reason. I don't know why. But you mentioned Daniel Dubois, and everyone's excited. It's it's just, you can't you can't put your finger on it either because again, he do, he's not. He doesn't look like a young Lennox Lewis in the ring. Let's be honest. You know, he, he looks good. But he's not. He hasn't got that same allure about his ability. He hasn't got that athletic. He's not as athletic. People say he's athletic, and he's not. I don't. I don't see that. He's, he's very rigid and square and powerful. But I don't see the athleticism in his work at all, to be honest. But yeah, but we're talking about the guy who lost the fight, and we're all, and all we're doing is talking. And, and everyone is just talking about him. And Joe Joyce doesn't matter. Because he was only. He was only. He's only got the Olympic final, you know, for Great Britain, and he, and he only won the fight. And there was that normally thought he could win, but yeah, but he, he won't get he won't get a title shot now. But maybe ever, maybe he never. 
that's a, that's the weirdest thing. This box is a funny game, isn't it? Oh, 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 that can happen. Just by just by order of elimination, he should just he should just be on on everyone's lips for who he fights the winner of of Joshua and Fury or Joshua and Wilder or Fury and Wilder. He should be up there with talk with them now, to be honest. But no, we're all in the Daniel Dubois camp. I think the plan is to put Joe Joyce. Is he going to headline a show on the same night as Fury Wilder, but in the UK? I think that's. Something that I read, but it's not going to be a it's not going to be a, a you know a dangerous opponent, is it? Given his his lofty position with the with the WBO. No, I want to see him. In, I want to see either of them in with Derek Chisora. I don't want to. I don't want to poke the bear with Barry, but I'd like to see Dubois in with Chisora. I'd like to see Joe Joyce in with Chisora. Either of those, and in that because they're not. And neither of them are going to fight for a world title anytime soon. And yeah, I'd like to see either, either of them. I I think it's he, it's a good fight for him. I think it is. I yeah. think you know, I think Joyce and 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 Jizora is a cracking fight because yeah. the, the engine that Joyce has and he, and the, and the, the stubbornness of Jizora will make a fantastic fight until the later rounds where I think Jizora gasses out. But I, I think you know it makes a really good fight, really entertaining fight while it lasts. I think yeah. Dubai is still it's still a test for Dubai, isn't it? Because even though we, you know. Do back a box rings around him. If it does, he's that. No, he's if if Joyce, if Joyce, if Chisora can just say a bit, be a bit cute and a bit, bit cute. What am I talking about? Chisora, be cute. But if he if he can make if he make the work really hard and stay safe for the first four or five rounds, then it becomes a really interesting fight. And Chisora yeah. be all over him in the build up and you know rat, trying to rattle him, get under his skin the whole time, and from the off it'd be on him like a you know. Yeah. On his chest, I'll fight. It'd be a great fight, good test for Dubois. And and also Chisora now, you know, with with all what's happening with you know obviously with Macho moving to the zone and don't know what's happening with Sky with boxing and you know where does he go? Do, do the zone even want him? Does it? You no, know, he's not. I don't think he's a part of the the Matchroom promotional team, is he? He's pretty much yeah. a, 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 on his own. So that it might be, he might be looking for work, he might be looking for places to go because he might not have a home in there. There you go. Fight reviewed, matchmaking done, inside 20 minutes, and it's half yeah. past 10. I should just note, Nathan Haney stopped Ilian Markov in the third round in front of what felt like 6,000, but was really only 600. Stoke fans, Tommy Fury was taking the four-round distance by Jordan Grant. Very much looks like a work in progress. But that is all from us for this week. Next weekend, Lewis Ritson is in a final eliminator in Newcastle. And we'll be back then to go back through it, hopefully at the same time, if not slightly later. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Take care, and we'll see you next week.